You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I'm in your hand is the title of this devotion. You know, that is a powerful um, reality to live in that you know your life is in God's hands. I know who's in control. I know who's on the throne of my heart, who's on the throne of heaven, on the throne. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords and all those in heaven and earth and under the earth, they bow to him and must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Committing your life into his hands is entrusting yourself wholly to him. And it is a powerful place to live. It gives you confidence, especially when you go through things you don't understand, or you don't know what to do, or you don't even know what to believe anymore. I, I don't know what to believe. All I, know, all I believe is that my Father loves me. All I believe is that my Savior, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God who lives forever on the throne of my heart and the throne in heaven. You see, and these things you believe are more than sufficient to help sustain and uphold you in times when you don't know what else to believe. I don't know what to believe about it. People ask me, what do you believe about this? You know, I don't know, but what I do believe is sufficient to hold my heart steady. What do you believe? I believe the Heavenly Father loves me. I believe He's with me. He's upholding me. He's carrying me. I'm in His hands. I'm in His hands. And that's enough for me. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but what? Yeah, but what? No, I don't have those thoughts. I don't have those questions because I know He loves me. I trust Him. My life is in His hands. Do you hear me? And this is what the Heavenly Father wants from you and me, that we trust Him like this that we don't lean on our own understanding, but that we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, that we're not wise in our own eyes, but that we rely and depend on Him. And He says it will be healing to your nervous system if you do this in Proverbs 3, verse 7 and 8. And so God says here in Isaiah 41, verse 10, Fear not. Don't allow your hearts to be controlled by the worry and stresses of what you don't understand and don't know what to do about. Fear not. I am with you, says the Lord. Don't be dismayed. Don't, don't give up. Don't, don't give in to that despairing feeling. No, I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What caused you to keep standing? My mother said something to me I will never forget. This is a long time ago, many, many years ago. I can't remember now how long ago, but it's many years ago. She said to me, Robert, what these people who are trying to destroy us don't understand is that you cannot kill what is eternal. She knew that the life that her and my father had was eternal. It was not of this world. It was not of the passing nature of this human flesh but it was of the divine nature of the love of the Father. And so while death was threatening them from every side, 
she had this absolute rest of faith. My father used to say to me, Robert, believing is resting, resting in God. And he lived that way. I didn't understand it when he said it, but now I do. And oh, how I run to that rest in his care, in his providence, in his love, in his mighty hand. Oh, I run into his hand and I hide in the secret place of the Most High where I'm kept steady and stable under the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty is his all sufficiency. And I know that my life is in his hands. And that, that's why I don't have any fear about the future. I'm, I'm not concerned how long I'm going to live. I'm ready if today the Heavenly Father would say, Robert, come, come home to heaven. I'd say, yes, Lord. And I would be happy to go to heaven right now. But I believe I'm going to be here till I'm 93. However, if the Lord comes before then, I'll be gone. But my life is in His hand is what I'm trying to show you. I want to encourage you entrust yourself into his hands. And you may say to me, yes, Pastor Robert, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't know how to do it. I can say it, I can verbalize what you are saying, but I don't know how to do this. I, I, you know, I wake up the next day and I don't feel any different. So how do I do this? How do I commit myself into his hands? I'm going to show you right here. Listen to this. This is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 23, verse 44. Okay, verse 44. Now it was about the sixth hour, and that is noon, 12 o'clock noon, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. That's three o'clock in the afternoon. Then the sun was darkened and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hand, hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. You see, Jesus did what we could not do within our own ability. No matter how much you try and no matter how hard you work at it, you can't do it. He did it for us so that He can impart into you that very nature by which He surrendered it all. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love to entrust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all. We sing that old beautiful little hymn. And I want to encourage you today. Trust Jesus to work in you that grace of His wonderful self-sacrifice by which He empowers you to surrender your life into God's hands fully, where you're wholly given unto God by the Spirit of Christ in you, where you're wholly surrendered to Him David was given a foretaste of this and prophetically spoke about it here in Psalm 31, which is one of David's magnificent, some magnificent psalms. And he says in verse 1, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. 
Deliver me in your righteousness. Bow down your ear to hear. Deliver me speedily. <coughs> Be my rock, <coughs> excuse me, and ref of refuge, a fortress of defense to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. David, prophetically, by the Spirit of Christ, spoke every word in the Psalms that Jesus said on the cross. Seven things Jesus said on the cross, and they're all written in David's Psalms, every one of them. Jesus, in those six hours, he hung on the cross from nine o'clock, from six, excuse me, nine o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon, Jesus was on the cross. And within those six hours, which is the number of men, he fulfilled all God's will and completed all that God predestined for man and perfected man so that he can impart that perfected nature of man into you and me who are of the sons of man. And one of the perfections that Jesus works is that full surrender to commit ourselves into his hands. And when that spirit of grace is got command of your heart, it will always hold you on track. It will always pull you back from saying, I'm fed up, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I'm not taking this. And I, I'm all those feelings that come from the weak human nature, they will not command you anymore and direct your steps that you will have to pay the sour prices of their consequences. No, the Lord will hold you in and say, no son, no daughter. Surrender it to me. Trust me. Commit it to me. Put yourself in my hands. I will work it. I will restore. David says in Psalm 71, You, O Lord, who have shown me great and severe troubles will revive me again. Surround me with greatness and enlarge my greatness. <coughs> Surround me with comforts on every side and enlarge my greatness. David understood how if he committed himself to God and put his life in God's hands, God could do what he could not do. And God could do much more than he could dare ask, hope or pray. It's such a work of his spirit and grace in you and me to commit ourselves into the hands of God. That is such a nature and beautiful nature of Jesus. Oh, I've seen it in so many beautiful saints. I've seen it in the young and the old. I've seen it. It's the most wonderful grace to see in somebody that they freely surrender themselves into God's hands and they are totally at rest in Him and they know that He can be trusted. You know, one of the graces that what I'm talking to you about is so important is what we see in Stephen. So go with me to Acts 7. And as you go there to Acts 7, let me just say one more thing about David. When David was having to leave Jerusalem, his house that had been built by the king of Tyre, and he had to leave there the tabernacle, the tent that he had set up to worship God, and there was 24-7 worship going on there. And he had to leave all that knowing that his son Absalom was coming to reproach and defame the name of the Lord. And he understood there's nothing he could do at that moment to stop him. And that's a long story why that's all so. 
When he was walking out of that city, there was a man who was cursing him and throwing muck on him and, and telling him how terrible he was and this was all his fault. And the devil's always such a cruel devil that if you've made mistakes in your life in the moment of pain, he always brings it to the forefront and tries to encourage other people to, to voice his venom and his evil condemnation and accusation. I pray that I'll never be used by the devil to do that to anybody. But while David was suffering the devil's harsh, cruel accusation through this man, one of his mighty men said, shall I go up there and take his head off? For who is this man that he dares to speak to you that way? And David looked at him and he said, what have I to do with you that you would be my passion? No, the Lord's my passion. This could be the Lord allowing him to do this. I will bear the reproach. I will bear it. I take it all to God and put it in his hands. The Lord is my shield, my glory, and the lifter of my hand. You see, there's a sweetness about being able to commit yourself into his hand where you don't fight your own battle. You don't seek to vindicate yourself. You don't seek to avenge yourself. You don't seek to get back at people for what they've done to hurt you. Oh, that is such a temptation sometimes when you're wounded, when you've been rejected or when you've been so harshly treated or so unjustly treated, then you can be so tempted to take it into your own hand. But I will not charge you, don't do it. Commit it into God's hands, trust Him. The Lord says, vengeance is mine, I will repay it. And if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he's thirsty, give him to drink. For in so doing, you will bring conviction to his heart and repentance to his nature by, seeing my good, by him seeing my goodness in you. So let me close with this and show you this beautiful nature that I'm talking about. It's in the book of Acts chapter seven, starting at verse 55, please. Well, let's start at verse 54. When they heard the words that Stephen spoke, they were cut to the heart and gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul who became Paul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. In other words, in your hands I commit myself. And he knelt down and he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep, he died. Oh, I, I want that in my heart day and night. That I can say, Father, don't charge them. Don't charge them. Please, Lord, forgive them because you've forgiven me. Please, Lord, show them mercy because you've shown me mercy. Please, Lord, don't hold it against them what I'm suffering. No, Lord. You are more than enough in your hands. I'm complete and I'm safe and I'm satisfied and I'm content. You are good, Lord, and your mercies endure forever. 
your goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life and I shall be in your house forever. That's enough reward, Lord. That's enough vindication. I love you, Father. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Have a good day.